What's going on, family? It's officially Monday. Welcome to, well, we it's kind of quick hits, but not really. I mean, based on what we have to talk about today, I just didn't think it would be right to try to, to limit this to just 10 or 15 minutes. It's kind of not fair, and you'll understand why in just a second, but be that as it may, I'm GB. I hope you guys have figured that out by now. I uh, hope you've had an amazing weekend. And listen, I normally do quick hits by myself, but it's not quick hits, so to speak. So I had to bring in my partner, one of my experts here, as we talk about a special subject on today's episode of The Faction. Hanging out with me is my good brother, James White. What's up, brother? Oh, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> listen. But I'm really good. I'm tired. The kingdom of wrestling has worn us both out. Oh, what a way to start the year. Absolutely. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, brother. I I count it an honor to be the first feature guest. This is like the Jay-Z Blueprint album. And and Eminem was the only feature on it. So I'm I'm grateful to be the black Eminem for the quick hits. And uh, hopefully... Hopefully, I won't make you mad. Oh, no. No, you'll be just fine. So, listen, as we always do, I like to say thank you to everybody who takes time to check us out uh, here regularly at The Faction. And uh, I appreciate all of the great things you guys are doing. It's a very big week. And I'll be telling you about why it's a big week in a little bit. Well, I could tell you now. For one, we've got uh, some guests that are going to be on with us this week. So uh, be on the lookout for that. We'll be talking to uh, Caprice Coleman from Ring of Honor. So be on the lookout for that interview. And I have something that I'm working on for Wednesday's show. So you got to stay tuned. It'll be really special. And then, of course, on Friday, we've got our first Southern Honor Wrestling Show of the Year. It's absolutely stacked. And I'm going to give you guys an exclusive right now. You guys are going to be able to watch the live pre-show, which will feature yours truly and uh, my broadcast partner, Brandon Benefield, uh, on the Southern Honor Wrestling page uh, for Facebook Live. That's going to happen Friday before the show, right around 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll keep you posted on all of that. You'll have more news coming about Southern Honor's big show. But definitely, if you guys aren't in the area to get tickets, you can definitely watch the pre-show. We'll be on there. It'll be absolutely fantastic. So you'll be hearing more about that during the week. Now then, let's dig into why we are here. The first big wrestling show of 2020 has gone down and of course, everybody of course is still kind of in their uh, year in review. Well, not New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan always kicks off the year on January the 4th with their big event and for the first time ever this year, Wrestle Kingdom was a two day event. January the 4th, January the 5th, uh, headlined by the Double Gold Dash, the Double Gold Rush. Uh, Four men, two titles, one double champion. We're going to get into all of the results. And uh, considering Wrestle Kingdom is pretty much the Japanese equivalent to WrestleMania, this is why, number one, we couldn't limit it to a 10-minute conversation. It's why I had to have James here because James is kind of our resident New Japan guy. So it just kind of makes sense that we do this. So a two-day show, uh, I think what we'll start off with is I'll, well, I can kind of go through results um, but before I, yeah, let's go through results. Let's do that. And then I want to dig into some things. So 
night one, January the fourth. Uh, uh, it kicked off with an eight-man tag match that saw Suzuki Gun uh, defeat Lij. Another eight-man tag match had Chaos defeating Bullet Club, and yet a third eight-man tag match uh, involved. Well, actually, that's not an eight-man tag match. This is not right. Um, in fact, what it was was the um, IWGP tag team title match that saw Finn Juice, David Finley and Juice Robinson defeat the Gorillas of Destiny to become the new IWGP tag team champions. Big deal there. Uh, also, the IWGP US title was on the line as John Moxley defeated Lance Archer in a Teth Texas death match to regain the IWGP US title that he never lost, which we'll talk about that. Uh, the junior heavyweight title saw Hiromu Takahashi make his return and defeat Will Ospreay to win or to regain the junior heavyweight title that he never lost. And then when we start talking about this double gap or this uh, this dash for the double gold, it started with the Intercontinental Championship as Tetsuya Naito defeats Jay White to become the new Intercontinental champion while Kazuchika Okada retains the heavyweight championship defeating Kota Ibushi that's night one (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute there's more but that's night one let's yeah I'm so there's so many ways we can go with this uh but let's start with night one let's start talking about our our thoughts from night one of Wrestle Kingdom man what did you think uh, uh night one was amazing yes um i the first wrestle kingdom that i watched was wrestle kingdom nine okay and and there's a standard yeah. that is set where you've got four matches at the end of the show that could all be main event matches and then the top of the card a lot of multi-team matches, right. a lot of eight-man, a lot of six-man. And so right. you know how to pace yourself through that. Okay, let's have another. Um, but to see Jushin Thunder Liger in his match. Yes. Um, we we may need to have a conversation about all-time lists yes. and and where he places. Um, obviously, this is a retirement weekend, and he mm-hmm. unloaded the chamber. Yes. In, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? To see someone that old look that good, man, mm-hmm. is incredible. Agreed. But, but to see, Takahashi. Oh my lord! Oh my lord! Takahashi and Will Osprey. Oh my lord! Will Osprey may have had one of the best years in 2019. I totally. He may have. He could have been wrestler of the year. Um, like he, he or Adam Cole. Legit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you already know that sequence when he flips. Out of the ring, mm-hmm. and Takahashi catches him <laughs> and back suplex, and, and then he does the back suplex, but but then Osprey lands on his feet, yeah, and then Takahashi throws him back through the ring, and then he does the flip again, yeah. Listen, yeah, incredible, incredible. And I know Jim Cornette was somewhere having a huge fit, of course, watching that, of course, <laughs> of course, watching that match. But I, but I think Will Osprey has evolved. He's not just an acrobatic machine anymore. He knows how to tell a story yeah. in the ring. Yeah. And the way they told that story of seeing Takahashi overcome. Yeah. Even with the neck challenges. You yes. saw him attacking his neck in the match. Yes. And for him to overcome that yeah. and become the junior heavyweight champion again. Yeah. That's a five star match to me. Absolutely. It was 
it was brilliant. Yeah. Um, well, before, before not, you go on, before you go on, I want to hop in on the Will Ospreay piece because I'm with okay. you. Will had, uh, I think, easily the best year of his career mm-hmm. um, in 2019. Uh, defeated so many people in terms of junior heavyweights till it was almost like he ran out of people to mm-hmm. defeat. And mm-hmm. uh, him and Takahashi is, is somewhat of a dream match. And to me, I think the challenge of Will Ospreay is – I think for the last two years, he's been trying to uh, live past the series of matches that he had. And, of course, the big famous match he had with Ricochet in New Japan, you know, where a lot of people looked at it as, okay, has the business changed? Have we turned into a live action superhero sequence? Mm -hmm. And he's really worked hard to show people. I am not a one-trick pony. He's mm-hmm. added some new moves to his arsenal. Um, he's bulked up a bit. And so yeah. this particular match wasn't solely a match of high spots, even though you had two incredible performers. They used yeah. all of it to tell a story. And for Taka- for Takahashi to beat Osprey at Osprey's best is mm-hmm. a big deal. It's an absolutely yeah. big deal. Yeah. And I think people forget how good Takahashi is. Right. Well, we haven't and, seen and- him in 530 days. Right, but so. you know, but he's been training in Mexico, mm-hmm. you know, with the CMLL crew. Yeah, um, he is. He was phenomenal. His match in Genesis 2017 with mm-hmm. um, Kushida. Oh yes! Was, oh my lord! Was one oh. of my favorite matches of the decade. They oh. just absolutely put it on. They did. Um, and just the way they told the story in that match here in Wrestle Kingdom 14 yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I told you before that I am not a Jay White fan. Uh huh. That and and that's quite ironic because my name is Jay White. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, but I am not a Jay White fan necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, just something about him is just like uh, okay. He makes it easy uh, for you to hate him. That's for sure. Yeah. But there's a difference between getting heat because I don't like your character, right? Because of things that you do, Versus, and there's I just heat don't because like you. I just don't like you. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what they do with you, you are mayonnaise. To I me. hate to say it, it's, um, it's kind of the Baron Corbin syndrome, you know. Yeah, it, it but is. you know, the Baron's growing on me a little bit. Is he bit. really? But that's a yeah, oh, that's, that's a subject okay. for another day. We don't okay. have the time. Okay. Uh, quick hit on that. Baron is growing on me. Wow. Um, but remember how I felt about Dean Ambrose? I called him I the do. mayonnaise of the WWE. I, I feel do. like Jay White is mayonnaise ish. Interesting. Um, they're putting this bullet club thing on him and the armor doesn't suit him, you know, and he doesn't, doesn't have the character to fulfill that bullet club. Even though the bullet club has sincerely, Ooh. severely declined. Oh, you know, I, I will in preparation for Russell uh, kingdom 14, I went back and watched Russell Russell kingdom 10, um, mm-hmm. which was about as stacked as you can imagine. You know, mm-hmm. it was the first time meeting between AJ and Shinsuke, and uh, it, it it was headlined, strangely enough, by Okada and Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was a strong Bullet Club. I mean, the Bullet Club was super strong. And yeah. you kind of ask yourself as you watch Wrestle Kingdom 14, oh, how the mighty have fallen. And uh, they couldn't seem to win a match in Wrestle Kingdom. And it didn't matter that they didn't win a match. It really and, didn't. Uh, and I think that's probably the telling tale. But they've always had that strong character in front, whether it was Prince David, who we yeah. know as Finn Balor, 
And then as soon as he left, the same day, AJ comes AJ. in. Mm-hmm. And what? And yeah. then he wins the championship first match out. Mm-hmm. And then when he leaves, Kenny Omega becomes Kenny Omega. Right. They, they've always had that character. Jay White is not that guy. No. Matter of fact, it's kind of like they're a group with no leader. Um, and it's kind of reminding me of NWO circa 1999, 2000, when they had a ton of members, but no real leader and nobody really cared. And then before you know it, that dissipates and you got the new blood yeah, coming in uh, and, yeah. and then you got Mike Sanders and yeah. Jim Drack and yeah. O'Hare and yeah. 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 Okay. But anyway, back to good wrestling. Back to <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> back to Wrestle Kingdom. Oh um, man. Not, I thought Ni- I thought Naito carried that match. It was, um, it was a great because match. He is, it was a great match. I thought he, he was the one that carried the match. He's mm-hmm. one of the best in the world. He yeah. wins the Intercontinental Championship mm-hmm. and the right to go to night two. Yeah. Um, let's uh, back up a little bit. John Moxley. Okay. Yeah. Let's have the John Moxley conversation because, well, well. Okay. Let's have the John Moxley kind. Then there's another point I want to make. A sure part we of it. Jump on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, J- John. Okay. So for those who have not been following what's happening in New Japan, uh, we. Okay, first of all, this time last year, which is the irony of all of this, roughly this time last year, a little bit later in January, uh, John Moxley, then known as Dean Ambrose, gives his notice to WWE and, you know, says, I'm not renewing my contract. WWE goes public with that. Nobody could tell, okay, are we being worked? Is this real? What's the deal? Particularly because he continued to be on TV and they continued to do interesting things with him even until he left, you know, with a whole house show special, you know, a goodbye moment to the shield and having him do the send off and all that type of stuff. And so many didn't know where he would go. Uh, He quickly ends up literally the next day with videos uh, after he's gone on uh, Twitter, which him joining Twitter was a a monster move in and of itself. Right. Um, Then we find out he's headed to New Japan. Uh, Actually, we found out first he's headed to AEW. Then we found out he's headed to New Japan. His first match in New Japan, he wins the U.S. title defeating Juice Robinson. So he holds on to the U.S. title and then circa October or so uh, there's a massive typhoon that does not allow him to actually make his uh, contractually obligated title defense New Japan makes a decision that hey listen for anybody if we've advertised you to defend a championship and you can't show up for whatever the reason we strip you of the title which I don't necessarily agree with that at all because there were several people who couldn't make the show that night for that reason so he gets stripped of the title uh now it ends up being a battle between juice robinson and uh the returning lance archer lance archer wins the u.s title and so now john moxley is back uh here for wrestle kingdom to uh fight again for the title that he never lost which leads us to wrestle kingdom him defeating lance archer and for me this Wrestle Kingdom, as I look at a John Moxley, as I look at a Juice Robinson, as I look at a Chris Jericho, I look at these guys who are at one time, I don't want to say it like this, but I will, saddled with the burden of WWE. 
And oftentimes when we see these guys in WWE, if you have not been privy to their work prior to WWE, um, you may get the thought of mayonnaise, you know. Uh, Juice Robinson was very forgettable as C.J. Parker in NXT. Very Very forgettable. You know, Dean Ambrose uh, never stood out in the shield, uh, was considered to be the crazy one, and because I wasn't familiar with his work prior to in CZW and these other places, I had no clue he was a deathmatch guy. No no clue at all. So it's like getting to AEW and getting to New Japan really gave John Moxley new life. And now we're at Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, what are your thoughts on this whole John Moxley situation? I love John Moxley. And the the, the irony Dean Ambrose, mayonnaise, John Moxley, lovable. Yeah. But there's the thing this is truer to who he actually is. Right. And you could tell, even back to that WrestleMania 32 match with Brock Lesnar, I mean, you oh. could tell, it's just like, oh. I am miserable, I oh. don't want to be here, yeah. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And when you find your element, and you uh, and and they, it's perfect for, for New Japan, because New Japan still needs your non-Japanese wrestlers. Absolutely. That you can market. When the elite, and we'll talk about it further, when the elite left, Mm -hmm. they left a hole in that particular market. You don't want it just to be all Japanese wrestlers. Right. You definitely need some international influence there. And he is the perfect type of character that the Japanese people would love. Yes. Because he he is genuinely crazy. Yes. And it's not the lunatic crazy. It Mm -hmm. is, I will do anything in a match crazy. Right. Right. Which is different. It's not character crazy. Right. It is, when you get in this ring... Uh, I will hurt you, yes. and you can hurt me, and yes. I will like it, yes. and, <laughs> and that type of deal. Yes. Lance Archer put this man's head in the plastic bag he and was did. trying to suffocate him. <laughs> so that may have been one of the craziest things I've ever seen. He legit <laughs> tried to suffocate the man with a plastic bag. Like, what is going on here? Oh and, and then the great spot at the end. Where um, does he call it the Dirty Deeds? What does he call it now? Well, he calls it. It's uh, it has several names. I think Paradigm Shift is one of them. Okay, but um, there was another name which I can't remember. But I think the Paradigm Shift is is the new well, name. The Paradigm it. Shift Dirty Deeds finisher move, mm-hmm. but he did it on the Japanese tables, and these Yo. tables mm. are not like the no. WWE tables that are no. pre-treated, <laughs> and they're like one by one. They're already bent, so right. if you if you <laughs> If you're not careful, if you bump into it, it'll fold in the middle. Yeah. All right. No, these are the Japanese oak trees that mm-hmm. that Mr. Miyagi used to chop <laughs> yes. during the Karate Kid with his hands. Yes. And <laughs> to get your oh, legs strong, your hands strong. This wood doesn't give. No. And he does. He puts Lance Archer and himself. Yeah. Through two of these tables. Yeah. And it was kind of yeah. brutal. It was kind of brutal. Ugh. It was kind of brutal. Yeah. So he wins via count out because normally Lance Archer can't get up. Nope. And he has some lacerations on his arm like well, he was and, bleeding for and the real. Good thing, it's a Texas death match that actually has like last man standing rules. So, yeah. you know, hence the count out and, and the victory there. But yeah. And notice the count out was different. They use American rules on that count out because yes. normally in Japan, they count to 20 real right, fast. Right, right. And here right. they did 10. Yeah. Uh, just those little details that, mm-hmm. you know, Gato is just like one of the best bookers ever. Yeah. Um, 
it's one of those details that you find in the match that made it great. Yeah. And so now he is the champion and gets to face Juice Robinson in night two. Yes. But of course, we got to bring up the main event. Yes. From night one. Yes. Kota Ibushi versus Kajusha Okada. Yeah. First of all, Okada's entrance. So, so this is what people need to understand. First of all, if you've never watched Wrestle Kingdom, let me just say, and and one of these days this will be a New Japan sponsorship, but (laughs) I just need to tell you, uh, njpwworld.com is the easiest way to access all things New Japan. And uh, the membership is less than WWE Network. It's like nine twenty a month versus the nine ninety nine a month, and it gives you access to the entire library of NJPW New Japan. Uh, it has both the Japanese and the English commentary available for you to watch, and you can watch these event live. These events live as we did, which means that you can be up at weird hours of the day. But it's worth it for uh, watching this type of uh, uh, incredible wrestling. And so with that said, uh, one of the things that Wrestle Kingdom does very, very well, it's in the Tokyo Dome, and they use that space well. And over time, one of the things we've loved about New Japan has been the fact that they wrestle, and they do, but they spare no expense with entrances and storytelling and i think the entrances that we saw the creativity for a number of entrances uh for wrestle kingdom were absolutely superb and this okada entrance good lord oh yeah oh it's 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 worth the price of admission in and of itself yeah it was incredible and his outfit i mean yeah the man is a king yes all right Yes. He comes out. He looks like a king. Mm-hmm. He looks like I am the franchise of this place. Yes. All right. Yes. I am for who the bell tolls right yes. here. I am the guy. Yes. I he has he. that presence. He really does. And to carry that presence and still be a face is yeah. is tremendous. Because normally heels do that. This is yes. like Ric Flair vibes. You know what it, I mean? Really, Ric Flair, NWA like vibes. Yeah, 80s Ric Flair vibes. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. know, or, or even Shane Douglas ECW vibe where, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I'm the deal here, no matter what y'all been doing. Right. I'm the gold standard here. He is right. the gold standard. Right. But if I'm the craft a wrestler with like size, mm-hmm. shape, yeah. ability, I'm crafting most of it after Kota Ibushi. Yes. Yes. This guy, his look, mm-hmm. he's he he's strong, but he's not so bulky that he doesn't lose speed. Right. He is athletic. Yeah. He he can do any move. Mm-hmm. He can wrestle any style. Right. And the thing about Okada is Okada's kind of like Denzel to me. Okay. Like you know what you're gonna get. Yeah. But it's still great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean? Like I mean, it's, it's not that much variance. Every mm-hmm. now and then you get a training day, but for the most part, this is a Denzel character. Yeah. You call him Denzel in the movie. Right. This is true. But. But you love it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. And it's great. Yeah. With Coda, Coda can do a death match. Coda can do uh, uh, an Osprey type match. Mm-hmm. Coda can do, he can wrestle like like Shibata or, right. oh, or 
Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. you know that style of Suzuki. Yeah. He can do that. Yeah. And he can go 40, 50 minutes mm-hmm. with Okada. Yes. He's special. He's very special. He, he, he's special. But so is Okada. Okada's yeah. special, man. Yeah. And that drop kick is one of the cleanest drop kicks I've ever seen in my life. And the fact that he can hit it 30 minutes in, full extension. 40 minutes in. Yeah. I like, mean, like. Okay, ooh. so there's a spot where where um um coda kicks out of a rainmaker mm-hmm. all right and he's picking him up to set him up again but coda flips over him and then okada sends him to the ring and then he nails the drop kick yes yes at like 45 minutes in clean on coda's head too Crazy. like i mean this is this is with no assistance from the other wrestler right this is i am in the air mm-hmm. vertical and and i six, mean four. like nails him right in the face he in the face. Not in the chest, not in the waist, in the face. And they it were is... taking some stiff shots. I, uh, you know what? Coda uh, was punching the daylights. <laughs> okay, so wait. So so you, you talked about little variants. There was a new wrinkle in Kota Abushi during this Wrestle Kingdom weekend. And mm. it was this, out of nowhere, this invincible stance yeah. Yeah. where he just kind of had the dead face. Yeah. He was invincible. It was almost like a video game character that you powered up and for those yeah. like for like two solid minutes, nothing you did phased him. Yeah. And and watching that development in day 1 and day 2, I was just like there's a whole new wrinkle here to mm-hmm. Kota Ibushi. And this mm-hmm. is this is superhero like. This is character development. Oh. This is this is being able to main event without a title. You this know, is, you know. And, and as you mentioned that, I, and it's so funny um, because uh, for for our good friend Brandon Clack, who just doesn't believe in New Japan and things of that nature because he mm. feels like there's no storyline to it, there's something special to me when you have somebody who can't speak English mm-hmm. but you can relate to them. Yeah. There, yeah. I think about Tanahashi. I think about Kota Ibushi. Specifically, those two. There is a charisma that they have that you can't train, that you can't coach. It just is, and I've never understood a word of English they could ever say. Mm-hmm. But boy, I'm I'm into it. I'm into the ace. I'm into Kota Ibushi. That yeah. kind of charisma translates no matter the language. And yeah. uh, they both were able to do that this weekend, which I thought was incredible. AJ Styles said something about Tanahashi mm-hmm. that I thought was interesting. He said he had him in a submission move, and there was a time where he was supposed to kick, at least move on to the next move, right. or kick out. Mm-hmm. But instead, he laid there. Hmm. And it was almost like he was out and, and he's turning around trying to figure out why has he made the move yet? Right. Because AJ's not supposed to release that hole until Tanahashi makes a certain move. Right. That's how they communicated in the ring. Okay. But then AJ said he looked around and he started seeing the emotion mm-hmm. of everyone that was around the ring and how they were into thinking their fallen hero is almost out for the count. Yeah. And he was just milking all of that in. Yeah. He said to my he said to myself, My God, this guy is the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We yeah. for him to sense that particular moment. Yeah. And they finished the match. Tanahashi wants to winning the match, but but him understanding how to to work that particular moment 
those are things that only the greatest know and, how to do. And as we, you know, it's so funny because uh, I've spent a lot of this last week, you know, rewatching certain matches and, uh, you know, best of the year and, you know, match of the year candidates. And one of the things that I noticed they all had in common, whether it was, you know, uh, Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Yes, sir. Or it was uh, Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. They all translated emotion. They mm -hmm. made you feel something. Mm -hmm. And if yeah. you don't feel something when watching a wrestling match, then the whole, it's it's like any other sport. You know, the, the NFL playoffs are happening this weekend. And in watching those wild card games, like I'm not even a fan of most of those teams, but I sat and watched the games and I was like, Oh, mm. wow, this is crazy. You know, yeah. and the games were going to overtime and all sorts of crazy things were happening. It's an emotion. Mm -hmm. It is about mm -hmm. evoking an emotion. And mm -hmm. Wrestle Kingdom uh, did that and then some. And this, you know, night one main event of, of Kota Ibushi and Kazuchika Okada. And you didn't yes. know who was going to walk away as the winner. And, you yeah. know, you start replaying all these scenarios in your head like, you know, Kota Ibushi could go for and and end up in this match against Naito and and it would be mm -hmm. great and uh, you know but Okada because it would be the first time one would win because neither one of them's been the champion exactly before exactly and so and yeah but yes Okada Okada wins. wins and goes on to night two so night two is special because it ends up marking the final match of the 31 year career of Jushin Thunder Liger. Okay guys, we're gonna take a quick, quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna continue our discussion of Wrestle Kingdom 14. It was an absolutely amazing weekend. We've got more from Wrestle Kingdom 14 coming up next. Attention wrestling fans, come ring in the new year with Southern Honor Wrestling. Join us for SHW 16, Friday, January 10th at the Action Building in Canton, Georgia. This crowd is getting their money's worth tonight. A, a oh, look at Witness the first ever dog collar match in SHW history between Joe Black and William Huckabee. Huckabee and Black, face to face one more time. See the return of Georgia wrestling legend Kyle Matthews as he makes his Southern Honor in-ring debut against David Ali. Kyle Matthews, I still can't believe what we're seeing here in an SHW ring. Newly crowned SHW champion Corey Hollis defends the title against former Impact Wrestling superstar Suicide. Corey Hollis has found a way. And a number one contender's fatal four-way match between Owen Knight, Ashton Starr, AC Mack, and Cam Carter. Plus Danny Jordan versus Brooklyn Creed. Gunnar Miller versus Sean Legacy. All this and so much more. I can't believe what we're seeing here, folks. Doors open at 7 p.m. Bell time at 8. Tickets start at only $10. Grab yours now at SouthernHonorWrestling.com. SHW, this is our wrestling. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into the Faction. Welcome back to the Faction, guys. It's your man, GB. And listen, 
if you're not doing anything this Friday, or even if you are, you might want to change your plans to be with us in Canton, Georgia for SHW 16 as Southern Honor Wrestling presents our first show of 2020. It's going to be absolutely incredible. You've got an incredible title match happening. You've got the dog collar match between Joe Black and William Huckabee and so much more. So you can get your tickets right now at SouthernHonorWrestling.com and make sure you're joining us for a very special pre-show that's going to happen on the Southern Honor Wrestling Facebook page. So go ahead and subscribe there now. Just search for Southern Honor Wrestling and you can check our live pre-show featuring yours truly and my broadcast partner, Brandon Benefield, beginning around 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to talk more about that Southern Honor Wrestling coming your way this Friday night, including an exclusive pre-show exclusively on Facebook Live. Right now, though, let's get back to our conversation about Wrestle Kingdom 14. So night two is special because it ends up marking the final match of the 31 31 year career of Jushin Thunder Liger as uh, mm. he teamed with mm. Naoki Sano and they lost in their battle against uh, Hiromu Takahashi and the former Dragon Lee now known as Ryu Lee uh, the junior heavyweight tag team titles were on the line as Rapongi 3K won the title by defeating the uh, bullet team Bullet Club team of El Phantasmo and um, oh god, why did I forget his name that fast? Uh, Is it Mar Fuji? No, 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 no. It's the it's it's oh uh, oh god, I'm so upset that I can't remember his name. Ah. Now. Little short, uh, muscular. Yeah. Oh, what is his name? We'll come back and get his name. I apologize. (laughs) Um, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Taiji Ishimori. That's what it is. Thank you. Taiji Ishimori. Yes. All right. So, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. successfully defends the British Heavyweight Championship against Sonata. John Moxley successfully defends the U.S. title against uh, one half of the tag team champions, Juice Robinson. What a match this was. Hiroki Goto defeats Kenta uh, to become the new never open weight champion. And uh, in a match uh, between the two guys who did not win in night one, uh, Jay White defeats Kota Ibushi. And I can't wait to have that conversation. In the singles match, Chris Jericho, the AEW champion, taps out Hiroshi Tanahashi. I can't wait to talk about that. And then in the main event, Tetsuya Naito fulfills his dream, defeating Kazuchika Okada to become the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion. Whew, a lot happened in night two. Uh, where would you like to start, sir? Uh, we we got to start with Jushin Thunder Liger, man. Yes, very emotional night. A couple of things. I could see Takahashi and, and Ryu Lee as a tag team, personally. Oh, yes, and thoroughly a great enjoy tag that. team. A great tag yeah. team. Yeah. Yes. Because um, those boys can go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I would love that. Is 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 um, He's not an L.I.J., is he? Who? Ryu Lee. He is not. Okay. He is not. In fact, he's a... he's he's a uh, he's a TV uh, is it, is it? yeah he's the current TV champion of Ring of Honor, um, yeah. but he's not uh, part of Lij. That would be an interesting twist. It would be considering and, that they are rivals. So yeah. yeah, yeah. And also speaking of Lij, shout out to Andrade 
for being the WWE US. United States champion. You know, LIJ is kind of like NWO of, of the 90s, North and South. See? Yeah. This is bad boys. <laughs> East crew, and West. Man. Absolutely. Those some bad boys in that crew, man. Yes, Evil, Sonata. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, listen. Bushi, uh, all those guys. Bushi, yeah. Those boys can go, man. Yeah. But Takahashi and and uh and and jushin went mm-hmm. pretty hard very hard at each other very hard. And, and 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 jushin ate that finisher he and did. uh <laughs> he did he did he did he did I, i'm, I'm he, gonna throw something controversial out there Ooh, you ready for this go ahead who had the better retirement match jushin thunder liger or rick flair <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Rick still. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go with Rick still only because the emotion from the time that man came out with that blue robe. Uh-huh. Like he's already crying. You can tell right, like right, Rick, right. you can tell he can't hide his emotions. It's like, okay, we know you're gonna lose now because you're weeping on the way down. Right. Yeah. And and still to this day, maybe Hulk Hogan will be the only person that I could say would rival one one person who has impacted the business as a wrestler, like Ric Flair. Okay. So we're we're talking about worldwide impact this man took that nwa championship literally all across the world Mm -hmm. and defended it he established a lot of what a wrestling style that all japan and new japan Mm -hmm. brought into that type of booking and so while jushin is a certainly a legend i think that meant i think having it attack having it as a tag team kind of took away from it just a little bit okay just a little bit Mm -hmm. if it was just Takahashi and Jushin, which it, it wound up being a majority of them anyway. Mm-hmm. But if it was them, those two just straight up as a torch passing, then I would say yes. But Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, come on. You're <laughs> talking about two of the five greatest wrestlers of all time here. Uh-huh. You know, and for Shawn, the I love you. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That, 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 that ending moment was, and it's funny because I was actually there for that match. It, mm. it was, I almost cried. There were a lot of, I, I almost cried uh, for that one. But here's the thing I'm thinking about, too, in terms of in-ring. Just the ability, yeah. Just in just in ring, I think I'd give it to Liger because Liger was, was still it. Liger was still moving he, like he it was, was 30 years it. ago. You know, he, was um, he really, really was. And I'd also go so far as to say that his his retirement tour was uh it featured some real i mean some real moments you know the stuff he did Uh with minoru suzuki um Mm -hmm. you know pulling off the mask Mm -hmm. uh the fact that in december he ends up going uh head to head with okada um Mm -hmm. like it, it there were some real moments that I think. Yeah, the Muda moment at the G6 yeah. in April. Oh. Yeah. In Madison Square Garden of all places. In Madison Square Garden, you yeah. Know, there I, there I, were some moments. I honestly think we need to have a conversation about his place on the all-time list because of his influence and, and today's wrestling style as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, these guys are his sons. And, oh, absolutely. 
we um, would not have had would... the cruiserweight movement, honestly, Mm-mm. if we did not have a Jushin Thunder Liger. And I think, you know, not just what we know as the cruiserweight movement, but then you think about what it did for guys like Finn Balor, guys mm-hmm. like Adam Cole, guys like mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano, you know. Yeah. The, the CM Punk. CM AJ. Punk, the yeah. smaller wrestlers who would not have had a chance, uh, certainly in Vince's WWE or even even in Anoki's uh, New Japan, that now had opportunity uh, to really compete uh, on a worldwide yeah. level. So uh, yeah. now the the wonderful thing about New Japan is after Wrestle Kingdom, they have, of course, uh, New Year's Dash, New Year's Dash. which yeah. uh, we'll probably do a separate thing about on a later time. But where that's going to be the official retirement ceremony for Jushin Liger. But yeah, this being his last match uh, and to start the card off with it. That spoke volumes. Yeah. That was huge. I think I, I think he's in the Mount Rushmore of Japanese wrestlers. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, if you got Inoki, mm-hmm. you got Baba, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I think Jusha Thunder Liger, and and maybe Tanahashi. We may be able to put him there, either him it's, or Okada. It's good. Yeah, him or Okada. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see who would because you you have Masahiro Chono. Uh, yeah. You have Mr. Saito, who was mm-hmm. I mean, like there's some. Mm-hmm. That'd be Masawa. Yeah. You've that'd got very um, Kenta Kobashi. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. interesting conversation. Um, speaking of Kenta, I think that's a good segue because Kenta, um, watching him, so it's so interesting watching him at Wrestle Kingdom. And really, you know, you talk about 2019. Uh, I think you could make an argument, and I know when we start talking about comeback of the year for 2019, a lot of us think about Bray Wyatt, um, certainly on the WWE side. But on the Japan side, I think you have to consider Kenta because here's a guy who, you know, we we knew in NXT as Hideo Itami who came in obviously with a lot of anticipation. I think people, I remember how I felt when he came in and Finn Balor was right there with him. And I was like, these two together. And then they had a match. And I was like, this is going to be something special. And it just never worked out for him in NXT or in WWE, whether he was at 205 Live or not. But he comes to Japan, comes back to Japan, and manages to stay injury free and has an amazing G1 climax and is the never open weight champion coming into Wrestle Kingdom. And what a match he has with Goto. Like mm-hmm. the, the rebirth of Kenta, I think, is something special to watch. And and I won't well, I won't spoil it, but Kenta mm-hmm. had a full night in, in night two. Well, 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 Here's the thing, man. I mean, some people just don't respond well to American food. And I think that was Kent's problem, man. He couldn't mm-hmm. get that diet together mm-hmm. over here in America. I mean, wow. you change the man's name, Hideo Itami, mm-hmm. he's eating like real McDonald's, not the Japanese McDonald's. He's eating like real <laughs> McDonald's. And some of this stuff may or may not be food, actually. Oh, man, and and so true. it didn't, you know, his body started changing yeah. and everything. And, and then CM Punk stole his move. And right. now all of a sudden, you know, he's got some stuff to work through and then get, keeps getting injured. He's you know, like the grand heel of, of NXT. Yeah. And people start passing them by. Yeah. And everybody gets hot. 
And where's Kenta? And mm-hmm. and Triple H tried to give him chances, and right. then he has one of the worst takeover matches ever oh, with Bobby yeah. Roode. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah. it's time to move on from yeah. Brother Hideo Atami. Yeah. But he gets back overseas. He's eating the right ramen. He's not eating top ramen no more. He's not eating Maruchin ramen. He's eating the real ramen now. It's back in his system. He's eating the his right ramen. His egg fuyong is popping off right again. Oh you know what I'm saying? The, the Japanese Coke is in his system. And I'm talking about Coca-Cola. Not talking about Japanese cocaine because we don't do that. We're not talking about opium. We're talking about real Japanese colas. All right. And he's back in his thing, man. Yeah. Okay, he's yeah, back in his thing. This he, man kicks Shibata in the head. Oh, I mean, you know how rude that is? Yeah. He kicks Shibata in the head like yeah. that. It's like, okay, he is back in this yeah. match, even though he lost the match. Once again, great wrestlers look great in losses. This is true. This is true. And he looked great in that loss. He did. He did. But sometimes you have to lose to win in order to win. Huh? That's what the songwriter oh. said. My God. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you and okay. It, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so, no, so I, I was going to so. say Kenta is another example here on this Wrestle Kingdom card of former WWE guys who have really staked their claim, who have proven that they deserve to be on this stage, and they've proven mm-hmm. that they have a lot to contribute. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Kenta absolutely does and uh you know for those who only knew him as hideo with tommy i want to invite you check out what <laughs> kenta is doing because you yeah. quickly you go that was hideo with tommy yeah. and please know for your wwe heads who are listening here that go to sleep was his move first, first. it was it was. That's where CM Punk got it from. Okay, exactly. it didn't even change the name to it. That's where he got it from. And and also for you WWE heads, you need to understand this too. It is the same thing that some wrestlers come over to WWE and they shine. Right. Where they were in other promotions and they did not shine as much. Right. Shawn Michaels was relegated to tag team wrestling in AWA. Yeah, and was the even weak now link? was it Marty Jannetty carried that team right. in the AWA. You get to WWF. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's yeah. got some juice here. Right. He just may be the best in-ring wrestler of all time. Exactly. Same thing with same thing with Stone Cold. He sure. was stunning Steve in the sure. WCW. Mm-hmm. We wrestled with Brian Pillman. Yeah. And and that was a great team. Yeah. He was a TV champion, right. but never given a shot as a world champion. Right. And then may they have been never may have never been a better wrestling character. Right. Then Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, even so, throw the Undertaker in there, who was told that he couldn't draw Mark money. Can you can you imagine money. the un, the Undertaker? Arguably, you know, you when you start talking Stone Cold and Undertaker, probably the two greatest WWE creations that you can imagine. Yeah. And uh, both of them were told that they couldn't draw money in WCW. So Ole Anderson told uh, that man he wouldn't draw money. Uh, that's probably why he's not in Ole- the Hall of Fame right now. T-shirt wearing Ole Anderson. Jeez. Uh, well, everybody else is styling the profiling in the Four Horsemen. He's got a T-shirt. <laughs> right. That's made by some five-year-old, and you got the nerve to tell the Undertaker that he can't draw oh, money. And as man. soon as he got to the WWF. I mean, he just started printing money. And 30 years later, he's still printing money. So Ridiculous. it's about finding where you fit. Like John yeah. Moxley, I never want to see him in WWE again. Right. I never want to see the Dean Ambrose thing again. This right. is his fit, yeah. and he is going to flourish. And the same thing for Kenta. 
yeah so it's a it's a really really uh a great scenario there so one of the big matches uh was the aew champion chris jericho against hiroshi tanahashi which i'm watching it right now i'm watching the replay of it right now <laughs> which by itself on paper is a dream match but you throw in there the caveat that jericho throws in there just a couple of days ago saying tanahashi if you beat me i'll give you a shot at the aew championship you know they, they started introducing a term called the forbidden portal which you know you have to go back to the 90s this was the equivalent of my god if you had uh, goldberg show up on wwe television saying hey listen you know what steve austin if you can beat me i'll give you a shot at my wcw championship and i'm gonna fight you on wwe television like this was monumental and what was even bigger to me was you know we've not heard the name aew on new japan television we've not even seen the belt and Jericho shows up to Wrestle Kingdom with the AEW mm. Championship. Mm. Mind blown. Mm. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the mm -hmm. match? Like I said, I, I just <laughs> I just finished watching it again. I went back yeah. to watch it again. Yeah. And the thing that I told you about Tanahashi and AJ, mm -hmm. he did it again in this match. He did. He did. He and did. The, the story that they told mm -hmm. here, first of all, for the AD, AEW champion to come in, make the stipulation, and win clean. Right. <laughs> Over the standard bearer of the new generation of, of New Japan. Yeah. I mean, this is... Tanahashi is the John Cena of New Japan. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. This is, this is the man here, so... Yeah. Any victory over him, you got you supposedly need some assistance to beat this guy. Right. Unless you're Okada. Right. Um, Jericho beat him clean. Jericho looks awful. Um, oh God, he looks terrible. He's he's built like a kalachi, um, and it's not not good to watch. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Oh gosh. I need him to I need him to do like Sting did in '97 and get and get that onesie or something. Yeah. Um, the, at least get some straps over this, so we don't yeah. have to see as much of your top half. As you were yeah. showing us, because you know he's been on a little bit of the bubbly, yeah, way the bubbly. too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the bubbly, <laughs> a little bit of the biscuits, a little bit of the bacon, oh, right. he's, he's a little bit of the burgers. <laughs> Every B you can name. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he, he is built like a sedan, and this yeah. is not cool to watch. Yeah. Um, but he can still wrestle in this ring, man. He can. And, and the way they told the story with this finisher. Oh yeah. Like, because oh. he the first the first move he's got he, he's he's sunk into it mm -hmm. and tanahashi is 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 milking this thing mm -hmm. and he finds a way to get out of it and eventually we get the lion tamer and yeah. and the second time he really digs into it mm -hmm. and it's like tanahashi has no other choice yeah oh these sad japanese girls all over this ring which is just seeing tears <laughs> this is right. terrible right oh it's broken their hearts well and it's interesting it too because it's like he went from the wwe version of the line tamer all the way back to what it originally mm -hmm. was 
which I'm where just it looks like, like it's really turning your body and hurting. Right, the way it used to be, which I'm just like, that's just, yeah. And, and so I will say from start to finish, and we're going to get to the main event in a second, from start to finish, one of the things that New Japan proved is we know how to tell stories. Tell stories. And Boy, did they do an amazing job, which leads us to the main event. Oh, can I say this quickly? Oh, please. Before we yes. get to the main event, mm-hmm. something interesting with AEW. Yes. Okay, John Moxley yes. is the U.S. champion. Yes. Walks out of there with the U.S. championship, beats mm-hmm. Juice. Mm-hmm. He beats Juice Robinson and then has a run-in oh, with my God. Suzuki. Oh, my God. Minoru Suzuki, which if you guys have never watched New Japan and you don't know the legend of Minoru Suzuki, here's another 30-year veteran who, you know, these guys in Japan uh, are much different than 30-year veterans in the States. I mean, yeah. and part of it is because they, they go at such a level where they keep their bodies in such great shape where, you know, you keep yourself going, you can go. And he mm-hmm. is a legend in terms mm-hmm. of death matches and strong style. And so to see him show up uh, at the end of the John Moxley match and go head to head with John Moxley, it's a mm-hmm. dream match. And, and it's interesting because you might have thought, okay, Moxley's time is done in New Japan. Like, you might have thought, okay, he wins the title the first night, he'll lose it the second night, and go on back to AEW. Not the case at all. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. this is exciting. I love this setup for Moxley and Suzuki. Looking at where they are, Moxley leaves out as a champion with an NJPW belt, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Um Jericho, as a champion, gets a victory, a clean victory over one of the the ace right. of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right. He says in an interview afterwards, he said, egos need to be subsided and there needs to be a working relationship between AEW and New Japan. I'm, I'm going to go so far as to say this. I think there already is a working relationship because there's no way we would have seen an AEW belt at Wrestle Kingdom, if there wasn't something going on. Well, well, I know they love Chris Jericho. Sure, I know do. they love him, and the dude is a trauma. He can sell fire in hell. Sure, okay, I mean, sure. so but but they love him. It, he scratched their back very much, mm-hmm. you know, taking some L's there. Yeah, um, and then they love Moxley mm-hmm. as well. But whether it is officially or not, one thing they have proven out of this weekend is that it's not like we need y'all. Well, and let's and let's go there. Let's go there because one of the staples of Wrestle Kingdom now for easily the last 4 years is a group we've come to know as the Elite, which is of course Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and then, you know, you can add the later incarnation with Cody Rhodes, but easily for the last four Wrestle Kingdoms, we've seen the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega in a prominent, prominent role as recently as last year at Wrestle Kingdom, where you had Kenny Omega, of course, in the main event against Hiroshi Tanahashi. You had Cody Rhodes on the show getting a title shot. You had the Young Bucks getting a title shot at the uh, IWGP Tag Team Championships. Um, So this is the first year where we 
really don't have the elite. You don't have Kenny Omega and his Meltzer giving five, six, seven star matches. <laughs> you don't have the Young Bucks doing what they do. You don't have the uh, star power of Cody Rhodes. And yet somehow at Wrestle Kingdom 14, I never asked, where's the elite? Yeah. Yeah. Which says to me that New Japan figured out, and it didn't matter how long it took them, they figured out how to move forward without the elite, which Mm -hmm. I think is a huge statement, which I then think makes a working relationship with all elite wrestling make sense. Because now it's not... Uh, and 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 it's funny because as I mentioned that one of the other things that you did not see on Wrestle Kingdom that you normally see is a Ring of Honor presence, mm-hmm. because for years Ring of Honor uh, had either their television championship or their world championship defended there at Wrestle Kingdom, whether it was Jay Lethal or even uh, Adam Cole or whoever. No mention of Ring of Honor with the exception of uh, Ryu Lee with the Ring of Honor mm-hmm. belt that they hardly ever even talked about. Right. Right. So. And, and he was in a tag team match where he, he wasn't was, necessarily featured. He was not the feature. The feature was uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. You know, and there was more focus on uh, Takahashi, uh, exactly. of course, having the junior heavyweight championship, which, of course, uh, Liger made famous. So. Yeah. Uh, again, more interesting stories coming out of Wrestle it's, Kingdom. It's great. I, I think the G6 in New York um, was the come to Jesus moment for New Japan. Yeah. Where the um, the super, I'm sorry, the G1 Supercard yeah. that they had there, um, where they were partnering with New Japan, and there was the there was a thought going in that the Elite would still be a part of it, right? And they weren't. And their absence certainly was felt in that show. And it also showed the grave distance between oh. New Japan and Ring of Honor and what Ring of Honor had become at the time. And I think that moment let New Japan know, okay, we need to be in business for ourselves. Yes. And we need to invest in the product. And here's what I think they do better than every other wrestling company. Every other WWE, mm-hmm. AEW, I believe they do this better than all of them. They make their star wrestlers mm-hmm. so credible yeah. in any match that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. You could have chosen seven to eight wrestlers that you could have built around this storyline and put them in there and it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Any of those outcomes yeah. would have been fine. As much as I'm not a fan of Jay White, we could have had Jay White and Okada in the main event of night two. This is and true. It would have been fine. This is we true. could have had Ibushi and Osprey as the winners. Ooh, what we, a match that would have been. Oof. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. I can I could do this right now. You go, yeah. ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know yeah you're saying? right. You're right. You know, you you could buy Okada and Suzuki. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. I mean, and and so they've done a great job throughout the year. Yeah. Making sure that their top guys are so good. Yeah. That there isn't that big gulf between one and eight. Right. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Whereas in other companies, I don't want to see Chris Jericho versus Hangman Page for the championship. Right. Right. And, you, and, you get what I'm saying? and speaking of Hangman Page, he had a lot more juice going into the start of AEW than he yeah. does now. 
you know, so I would have believed him possibly being the world champion when it was a thought of him and Pack. But maybe you know, so, yeah. But, but now, but that's that's yeah. gonna they're gonna need some work to establish that guy. I but agree. right now, I don't know what they're establishing. Well, and, what, what they're doing. And and I'll say this: this is another strength of uh, New Japan is they're willing to take time to tell a story. Uh, if you think. Naito first mentioned the idea of double champion at last year's Wrestle Kingdom when he Mm -hmm. won the Intercontinental title. And so his goal of being a double champion, you know, started leading things to Madison Square Garden and, it, you know, and they were working this whole thing throughout the year. And none of us initially saw that Wrestle Kingdom would be the spot where they'd actually make this potentially mm-hmm. a reality. And mm-hmm. so it's a, it's it was a major move. Well, well even beyond then, Wrestle, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12. Mm-hmm. When yeah. he lost, and the yeah. thought was, okay, he's not ready, right? Uh, but he's but he's older than Okada, right. <laughs> but, right. Right. you know. But all, all of a sudden, he's not ready, and so that journey of getting back yeah. to that particular point, um, and even with Russell, uh, Russell Kingdom thirteen, where it was the first Russell Kingdom where Okada wasn't the, main, the main event, event, right? In like five years, right? So, um, so both of them having a journey to get back yeah. to that particular. The w- and the way they use their other pay per views, yes, to build that up. They use yes. Dominion. They use the G One to build that up. You got your Golden Boy who could actually lose right. two matches in the G One, right? <laughs> and, right. And it's, and it's legitimate. And yeah. But, and but yet he's still the champion. He's a champion, mm-hmm. but he's in the tournament. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, they the way they build stuff. Is is absolutely incredible. Yes. And then they and the arc of it lands right where it needs to land. Right. At the top pay-per-view of the year mm-hmm. when you've got pretty much the two hottest wrestlers in the company. Yeah. For the third time. Mm-hmm. This isn't tough to do, but for the third time they wrestle at Russell Kingdom. Yes. And to me, this is their best match out of every time oh, they've wrestled each other. What a match. This was their best match, right? What here. a match! What a, and that Wrestle Kingdom twelve match was amazing. It like, was. That was ooh. Oh, and it had to follow Wrestle Kingdom eleven, right? Which may have been the best wrestling match of all time. Yeah. So it, so it's, ugh. <sighs> so congratulations to Tetsuya Naito, uh, who's lived out a dream, and you know the night didn't end as he thought it would uh, as Kenta comes in uh, as he was literally wrapping (laughs) up his speech and just I mean you know the cussing tirade that the (laughs) announcers went on was great to me I'm just like we could never do that what I mean it was oh here's the significance of that because there's one of them that plays the heel role yes right yes Um, i forgot which one it is but i know exactly he's the the bullet club guy yeah 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 and kept his bullet club (laughs) right (laughs) and even he was mad about this yes i was like that's your boy yeah yeah they were all cussing they were it was oh Man, they forgot about standards and practices and everything. It was just out the window, gone. I, I guess in Japan you don't have to have that, man. But Clearly. but once again, building a moment. Here it is, yeah. Naito's time to shine. How long has he been with this company? Right. How many Wrestle Kingdoms has he wrestled in? Mm-hmm. How many times has he missed this particular moment? How many right. championship matches has he lost? How many yeah. times has he lost to Okada and he finally beats Okada? Yeah. The the place 
is is hype for him. Yeah. He's about to be the champion, and out of nowhere comes Kenta. Kenta jumps him, puts uh. him to sleep, grabs both belts, and then sits on the man, <laughs> Shibata style. Right. Oh man, man, yeah. that is that is. I hadn't seen this kind of heat since Elias in Seattle. Remember Elias oh, on yeah. Monday night? Yeah, that was some heat for you. <laughs> that was some heat for you. Let me tell you. So yeah, oh my gosh. So listen, that's Wrestle Kingdom 14. I hope you guys enjoyed our deep dive into it because it was downright amazing. You can definitely check out the replay at Wrestle uh, Wrestle Kingdom at njpwworld.com, uh, and you can check out previous Wrestle Kingdoms. You can also check out the New Year's Dash and any of the cool things that New Japan is doing there uh, at njpwworld.com. Subscribe and and check it out. It's super super cool. Like we said, we've got a full week here for you at the faction this week so stay tuned we'll be talking to uh caprice coleman of ring of honor this week uh we've got southern honor wrestling's first show of 2020 this week um and all sorts of other cool things so make sure you keep it locked here to the faction all week long james how can they reach you by way of social media uh jay harris white on instagram i'm jay harris white on twitter i'm james h white on facebook and I'm about to go eat some ramen noodles myself in honor of this um this wonderful you and these event. Ramen noodles, oh my it, gosh! But chicken flavor because I'm American, so <laughs> oh um, I'm, about, I'm about to go do that right now. And of course, you can reach me at Bonnerfied, uh, and of course, you can reach us at the Faction Show across all social media platforms: uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure you you're subscribing here to our podcast and you'll get your your friends to do the same and uh, share what we're doing. I hope you guys are absolutely enjoying it and we'll be back next time with more of The Faction Powered by Bonnerfied Radio. Konnichiwa, people. (laughs) Oh my God.